Guess who? It's me again. It's five o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says? What's up, fam? I'm here. Are you out there? Are you listening? What's going on? <laughs> uh, happy Thursday. Yeah. Slept like a baby last night. How about you guys? <laughs> uh, it's good to see you guys out there today. Sorry about the delay. Sorry about the disjointed day today. Yeah, it's one of those days. I apologize to all you guys, but thanks for being here today. Lots of stuff to get through today. I'm going to try to get through it as fast as I can. I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm here. You're here. So uh, grab a chair. Pull up a chair and a uh, cup of coffee. I already had mine. I got the, some water now. I need to drink some water today. Uh, I appreciate you guys being out there today. I hope all is well. It's another day. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hanging out with my bro last night. Got that stuff done. Got back late and hang out in a couple other streams. Next thing I knew, yeah, must be time to go to bed. Otherwise, I uh, ain't going to get shit done, you know? Uh, and yeah, so I missed Red Pill today. I missed uh, part of the hearing. It's, you know... The, the problem with uh, not having any obligations is, <laughs> nah, man, uh, thanks for being here. I, th I threw on a, you know, a hat and I threw on a shirt and I said, all right, screw it. Let's just get through some stuff here today. We'll see how long it takes and hopefully you guys will come in and hang out and, you know, we'll get a podcast going out there to, for you guys today at the very least. So do me a favor, help spread the word and help people, let people know that we're live and uh, tell them to come hang out. Thank you all for being here today. Um, do me a favor also bookmark the website. If you can, everything on the website is, uh, is everything's there that you need to find uh, how to get a hold of me. Uh, where are my true social gab, Twitter, uh, Facebook, you know, telegram, all those links are at the very top right there. The, the podcast, you can find the podcast, just search uncensored aim. We're on episode 392 today and we're getting through it. You can watch the show directly from the website. You can learn a little bit, a little bit about me. You can get yourself some merchandise. And you can find the links to Voxel, DLive, Twitch, Rumble, CloudHub, and Tiger Network. It's where you can find those live streams. I appreciate you all very much. We had a fun show yesterday and uh, uh, lots of good stuff happening in the world. And it's uh, fun to watch. It really is. You know what I'm saying? If you want to help me keep the lights on, I could use your help. Cash App, PayPal, Patreon, and buy me a coffee. How you can do that? I could really use your help. Thank you all for everything. Um, yesterday, Golden Lady, thank you very much. I j didn't see that until today. For some reason, it didn't pop up on my phone. I didn't, I didn't get the alert. 
But thank you very much for that. And I thank uh, Toria as well. Thank you very much for all your all your support. Much love to all you guys. MyPillow.com backslash A. Mike Lindell's help supporting election integrity efforts and alternative streamers. We appreciate appreciate him and everything he does. And you can get yourself some cool stuff. The new MyPillow 2.0s are buy one, get one freeze right now. And just in general, great discounts. Use discount code Abe for MyPillow.com or MyPillow.com backslash Abe. Also, the phone number on the screen, you can call them directly, and that, that brings you directly to the discount code as well. Thank you all for being here today. Pill crowds first in the house. Thanks, guys, for being here. I Much love to you all. First in the house, RP4L. Willie Fixit's out there. Um, Lord Mad Dog, what's good? Hope all is well. Thanks for being here today. Uh, let's see. Who else is out there? Key True is out there. As always, just a song. Great to see you and many others out in the house today as well. Thank you for being here today. One of those oh well days. Yeah, okay, you know, um, sort of. Dr. J Blazers over there on Twitch and a few others. Thanks for being here today, guys. And Rumble Clouds here today as well. I appreciate you all very much. Uh, Run I, Mad Taco, Knock My Socks Off, and everyone else over there lurking and listening today. Yeah, lots of great content out there today. And uh, lots of great streamers. Excuse me, streaming right now. So we'll get the show on the record. And if you can't watch it now, you can always watch it later. Thanks. Thanks much. Love, guys. Uh, let's see. Where, where do I even want to start here today? Um, let's start with uh, the Weaponization Committee. We're going to talk about President Trump's Twitter. We're going to go through the Weaponization Committee and a couple of articles that are out there, as well as some substacks. Uh, Lee Smith, Jonathan Turley in, in, the, in the fix today. So some good stuff from them. Uh, let's see the rest, last refuge Sundance has got one as well. Thank you. Who cares news for the 143 gold pills? Much love brother. Appreciate that. Um, there's also a bunch of other very interesting stuff. So let me just, uh, hop to it with why do we need in case we haven't heard what, 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 why do we need this, this committee, this, the selection integrity committee? I, I, I don't understand what's happening. Oh, crap. I actually hoped we could get bipartisan agreement. Sorry about that. <sighs> News, the new OBS has some changes and it's messing with A me. ploy. It's not a ploy when the Department of Justice treats parents as terrorists, moms and dads who are simply showing up at a school board meeting to advocate for their son or daughter. A ploy. It's not a ploy when the FBI pays Twitter $3 million, not one, not two, $3 million to censor American citizens. It's not a ploy when the Department of Homeland Security tries to set up a disinformation governance board because we all know that the Department of Homeland Security can tell what's good speech and what is bad speech, what's mis... I mean, you've got to be kidding me. 
I tell you what, dozens of whistleblowers who've come talk to Republican staff on the Judiciary Committee don't think this is a ploy. That's why they came to talk to us. They know how serious this is. The former Democrat chair of the Judiciary Committee is in the press today saying we're going to fight this tooth and nail. This is political. But meanwhile, the former Democrat chair of the Intelligence Committee pressured Twitter to censor a journalist. You've got to be kidding me. That, this is the most important. This is about the First Amendment, something you guys used to care about. And I'd actually hoped we could get bipartisan agreement on protecting the First Amendment, the five rights we enjoy as Americans under the First Amendment. Your right to practice your faith, your right to assemble, right to petition the government, freedom of press, freedom of speech. Every single one's been attacked in the last two years. There were, there, government was telling people they couldn't go to church just a few years ago. Your right to assemble, your right to petition the government. The Democrats kept the Capitol closed. You couldn't, as a citizen, couldn't come to your Capitol that you pay for to address your member of Congress, to redress your grievances, because Nancy Pelosi wouldn't let you in. Freedom of the press, I just told you what the head of the Intel Committee tried to do to a journalist. The most important right we have, though, is your right to talk. Because if you can't talk, you can't practice your faith, you can't share your faith, you can't petition your government. You, the right to speak is the most important, and that's what they're going after. And that's why we've had dozens of whistleblowers come talk to us. We want to focus on that because we want it all to stop. We want the double standard to stop. This idea that, if oh, if you're a pro-life activist, you're going to get your door kicked in, you're going to get arrested and handcuffed in front of your seven kids and your spouse for simply praying in front of abortion clinic and telling the guy who was harassing your son to knock it off. You're going to have the FBI raid your home. But the, the protest that went on, the at, at Supreme Court justices' homes in the aftermath of the leak of the Dobbs opinion, oh, no problem there. Americans are sick and tired of it. And what we want, we, we don't want to go after anyone. We just want it to stop. And we want to respect the First Amendment to the Constitution that the greatest country in the world has. That's what this committee is all about. And that's what we're, that's what we're going to focus on. That's what we're going to do. Well, uh, from what I hear, we're looking at two years of this, so get comfortable, I suppose. Uh, the great Chuck Grassley, um, as always, on fire today as well. Let me give you some of his remarks from the, uh, the committee hearing today. During the course of my service, I've ran countless investigations. In the past few years, I've never seen so much effort from the FBI, the partisan media, and some of my Democrat colleagues to interfere with and undermine very legitimate congressional inquiries. It's because of a triad of disinformation and outright falsehoods. As one example, look at Crossfire Hurricane. Bit by bit, piece by piece, it's been deconstructed and shown to be politically motivated investigation, which it was. We all know now that it was the Democratic National Committee, along with the Clinton campaign, who colluded with the Russians. They used a former Russian spy, Fusion GPS, and law firm to create a fake dossier and then tried to cover it up. Huh. And then tried to cover it up, says Senator Grassley. Very well, very well. Um, we'll see. Um, you know, it's, I, it's obviously this isn't going to be quick, right? Um, but, you know, it, don't, don't we have to let this play itself out and don't we have to watch it closely? I think we now, do. Now, another example of this 
Democratic disinformation campaign involved a George Kent, former State Department Deputy Assistant General. Senator Johnson and I ran a transcribed interview with George Kent. Before the interview, Democrats acquired material from that Russian agent, the same one that I mentioned earlier. At the interview, Democrats, not Republicans, Democrats asked Mr. Kent about the same material. Mr. Kent said it was disinformation. Now think about that. After all the spears the Democrats were throwing at the two of us, in the end, it was the Democrats who introduced Russian disinformation from a Russian agent into the investigative record as an exhibit. A foreign agent whom our own intelligence committee warned was actively seeking to influence U.S. politics. Not me or Senator Johnson, not our staff. It was the Democrats who inserted disinformation from the Russians into our official record. The partisan media and Democrat leadership ought to be ashamed of themselves for fake information if they spread, uh, that they spread about our investigation. So in the end, they all failed to stop Senator Johnson and me. Well, they all failed to stop Senator Johnson and you. Hmm. Well, well, well. It certainly does seem as, as, as if there is a lot more happening than we are being told. You know what I'm saying? And it's, um, it's clear to me that, uh, you know, <laughs> it's very hard to find truth. I'll just put it that way. Another concern I have in the cybersphere is the threat presented by these DJI drones. I've seen report after report from the Department of Homeland Security about the capabilities of these drones to be able to collect intelligence, to transmit intelligence, and, and ultimately to impair our, our cyber defense infrastructure. How do you think we ought to think about these DJI drones? I'll step in there, and I'll tell you, I was sorely disappointed that the American Security Drones Act dropped out of the last uh, National Defense Authorization Act. It makes no sense that the Department of Defense recognized that these drones are unacceptable in our system and remove them and replace them at some cost. Yet other federal agencies, intelligence agencies and law enforcement agencies are not being compelled to follow suit. Uh, we know that these systems can communicate back uh, to, uh, to, their, uh, to the servers of their, host, of their host company in China. And we know that those companies can be compelled by the Chinese intelligence agencies to provide information. If you'd asked me as the J3 at Paycom, what would be my dream scenario when I woke up in the morning? It would be that U.S. drones were flying up and down all Chinese critical infrastructure every night and sending photos and information back to my team so that I could easily target. Well, U.S. critical infrastructure companies are buying DJI and other Chinese drones at about 80% of market share, and they're flying up and down our pipelines, our electrical power grids, our water systems, and they have the opportunity to transmit that information, and the Chinese have the, the intelligence has the opportunity to request it. And oftentimes, are these DJI drones not provided to our local and state law enforcement agencies at incredibly low cost? 
They, they are, and in um, both Florida, as I'm sure you've experienced, in Texas, we've seen that, and, uh, and in Norfolk and San Diego. And I can't imagine what a Chinese drone would detect flying, uh, flying in uh, the San Diego and Norfolk areas, um, you know, on a daily basis while doing legitimate law enforcement work, but also grabbing a good picture of everyone who's at, at every pier. Yeah, it, it, uh, it is deeply frustrating to think that our own law enforcement agencies are you know, almost uh, being utilized, essentially being utilized by the Chinese Communist Party to engage in this activity. So, Mr. Chairman, I know you've got a, a lot of hats you wear on this subcommittee and also working to chair the Select Committee on China, and I would suggest that the National Defense Authorization Act would be a wonderful place to nestle some drone doctrine for uh, defense against this uh, Chinese capability. Appreciate the testimony. And I'm still waiting to see who in Washington is defending these drones. I don't know why that legislation dropped out of the NDAA. Uh, maybe they'll, they'll perk up at some time. Well, they actually used, they had a pretty robust lobbying effort that used law enforcement officials, if memory serves, to go into members' office and well, say, now we know better. Need, yeah. Thank you. I share your desire to pass the, the DJI ban. In I mean, <laughs> when, we, when we talk about shiny object balloons, right? Because that seems to be the story of, uh, of our life now. The first thing that I that came to my mind was, uh, what about TikTok or the thousands of other ways the Chinese Communist Party is spying on America? It's it's a wonder we still even have a freaking country anymore. You know what I'm saying? How the hell do we still exist with so much stupidity around us? It is absolutely baffling that we even have an semblance of a of a safe country at this point. I don't. It is. Um, boy, do we have problems. Boy, do we ever have problems, man. And it's just scary to watch as, as um, you know, <laughs> forget about all these other problems. The 20,000 drone incursions in the southern border. Don't, we don't Let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about DJI drones that are being, you know, utilized by Chinese intelligence agencies. That's great. I know people that fly them around nuclear plants without really, I mean... Right? It's not like we realize it. Law enforcement agencies getting using these at at uh, low costs. So I have a question: Is uh, law our law enforcement agencies, local law enforcement agencies, violating Fourth Amendment rights and things like that with drone tracking technology and stuff for for quote unquote investigations? I mean, the, the police state of America. Am I wrong here? <laughs> is it, it? It isn't just the federal government. It's the police state of America. In 2022 interview with Jeff Girth, Strzok said he now believes that, believes, quote, that it is more likely the text came not from the CIA, but from senior levels of the U.S. government or Congress. Who might those leakers be? Why aren't reporters who receive the leaks outraged at being fed false information? And why haven't they blown the whistle on the leakers? Why didn't the mainstream media robustly investigate how they were all duped? The answer is, they weren't duped. They were complicit in creating and fostering the political turmoil our country has been experiencing over the last six years. Those leaks were a key ingredient in the most destructive political dirty trick in U.S. history.
Dirty trick, man. I guess that's, you know, what Hillary thinks it is. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Uh, dirty tricks, one, one, one phrase for it. Criminal treasonous actions against the United States of America would be another way, I suppose, depending on your perspective. I, I don't know, man. Um, Anna Paulina Luna was on fire today as well. Kanakoa highlighted this in his Substack or in his uh, Twitter today. Highlighting the thread that uh, Elon Musk has commented on a few times about CISA, which is really interesting. Check this out. Damas, who now works at Stanford and is a former security of um, security officer at Facebook to remove a posting. Do you now remember communicating on a private cloud server to remove a posting? Yes or no? I wouldn't agree with the characterization. I don't care if you agree. This Do you, this, is, this is your stuff. Yes or no, did you communicate with a private entity, the government agency, on a private cloud server, yes or no? The question was if I Yes or no. Yeah, I'm on time. Yes or no? Ma'am, I don't believe I can give you a yes or no. Well, I'm going to tell question. you right now that you did, and we have proof of it. This, ladies and gentlemen, is joint action between the federal government and a private company to censor and violate the First Amendment. This is also known, and I'm so glad that there's many attorneys on this panel, joint state actors. It's highly illegal. You are all engaged in this action, and I want you to know that you will be all held accountable. Ms. Gaddy, are you still on CISA's Cybersecurity Advisory Council? Yes or no? Yes, I am. Okay. For those who have said that this is a pointless hearing, and I just want to let you guys all know, we found that Twitter was indeed communicating with the federal government to censor Americans. I'd like to remind you that this was all in place before January 6th. So to say that these mechanisms weren't in place and to make it about January 6th, I want to let you know that you guys were actually in control of all of the content, and clearly we have proof of that. Now, if you don't think that this is important to your constituents and the American people from those saying that this was a pointless hearing, I suggest you find other jobs. Chairman, I yield my time. <laughs> yes, I suggest you find a different job if you don't think this is important. Yes, indeed. Anna Paulina Luna and a bunch of people, a bunch of great patriots, um, really nailing it today. You know what I'm saying? And in a very, very, very good way. Um, yeah. So loving it and it's um you know beyond that beyond the you know beyond the the truth being finally put into congressional testimony beyond the foundational uh you know startings or or uh the, the beginning right of what should be and what we all hope will <laughs> Um, trying not to live in such a jaded world and and, and believe that j just it's all lost, uh, we we can we can have that discussion whether or not anything will happen from this. But given what the American public know at this point, now being brought into congressional testimony and into what will likely be criminal investigations, do we now see why it had to be this way? Maybe. Does that make sense? I mean, it's it's only when we can when we go through the darkest parts that we can get to the light.
And yes, things are bad for a lot of people right now. But is it is it really possible that the biggest criminal conspiracy in American history and maybe in world history can can be laid out to the public in a very ta- tactical way in order to to bring the public to a point where they are they they can no longer cl- close close their eyes to it anymore they can no longer write it off as conspiracy theory they can no longer just be like ah that guy's you know he's probably got PTSD or something i don't know he's going through a lot he's He's just spewing shit, misleading all his viewers and just grifting off of everybody to try to make a dime. There's plenty of people that believe that. I've heard it all. You know what I'm saying? And probably there's many of you out there that are still listening. Thank you for being here today. Um, Who are like, I I don't, I can't see how this is going to, ever how we're ever going to recover this country ever again and i think that that's there's a there's somewhere in between right there's somewhere from from the public being informed about the largest criminal conspiracy ever to the the change in what we're seeing now in the news cycle the change that we're seeing in criminal activity and indictments worldwide with regard to money laundering, the Sonola cartel, uh, uh, you know, on and on FTX, Goldman Sachs, Deutsche bank, one MDB, Panama papers, all of those things have come to light and, and criminal indictments, massive criminal conspiracies have been exposed. You know, yesterday we talked about that MS-13 news conference about a reward for the leader of MS-13 and a a whole-of-government approach to taking down MS-13. One of the the least talked-about stories, I believe, yesterday and might might be the one of the most important because who, who, who do you think, who do we know? ties into the MS-13 criminal conspiracy other than Mark Elias, Barack Obama, and the DNC and the same group of scumbags that think they're getting away with all this stuff and shoving it right in our face like the, like the little children that they are. I don't know, man. I think there is somewhere in between. What do you think? What do you think, chat? Can this possibly ever go without being punished? With, with what we have watched the public be brought through over this period of time, if you've been here this whole time, if you've watched all of this play out, if you're seeing it playing out now and you're watching the movie play, is it, is, it, is it at the least bit possible that this can't be talked about? It's uh, great to see President Trump out there truthing today and, and right now. Um, it's great to see you. He has been on absolute fire yesterday, truthing a bunch. And I want to, I had it pulled up, but I uh, was doing some other truth digs. It's been a lot of time on, on truth lately. It's, it's just really, um, there's, 
it's such an eclectic mix of people and so many different perspectives and so many clueless people. But <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, where is it? I can't find it. Where's the Where's the retruth? It's in here somewhere. I think I'm. Oh, I I I passed by it. So President Trump last night, or was it today? Retruthed um, this. Two days after the 9-11 attack, Donald Trump was at ground zero with hundreds of workers that he paid out of his own pocket to help find and identify victims. This was much before he was even thinking about running for president. He's always been a patriot to the country he loves. Pretty awesome for sure. Lots of great memes in all of these too. It's just, it's just a great meme thread of uh, lots of great memers. It's pretty cool to watch, man. There's just a lot of really good memes in this thread, man. But of course, you know, there's people who, you know, anyways, yesterday's show announcement was this, um, that we, uh, 22 hours ago when we, uh, finished up the show yesterday, got everything posted up. So don't know if you guys saw that or not. I don't know. Probably just a coincidence. Uh, president Trump five minutes ago, uh, truthing this, it's clear to me that the Justice Department and the FBI are suffering from a political infection that, if it's not defeated, will cause the American people no longer to trust these storied institutions. It will also threaten the American way of life. Unfortunately, what you've heard from me, this story of government abuse and political treachery is scarier than fiction. It really happened. But, Mr. Chairman, your committee here, so assembled, has an opportunity to help us write the last chapter in this real-life drama. Very interesting. And obviously, you know, very specific words being used there. The last chapter. Um, very interesting. Uh, seven minutes ago, Trump, President Trump uh, celebrates Big Night for True Social following the State of the Union speech. Uh, we talked about that yesterday, RSBN doing great work again uh, with now expanding to, you know, articles and stuff. It's great to watch them from where they started. And it was people like, uh, you know, us that were just trying to highlight the great work that they did because nobody else was out there doing it. Um, and now to watch them where they're at now, getting retruthed by President Trump almost daily, putting great articles out there. Um, it's just, it's cool to watch, man. It's when we talked about uh, five years ago, four years ago, trying to create a different, an alternative economy. Um, it's another example of how things are changing for the better. Eight minutes ago, President Trump truth in this. Trump prophecy befalls another media outlet. NBC and MSDNC laid off layoffs and prompting a strike 24 hour walkout. Aw, darn. I remember uh, Joe and I having conversations in December, just waiting for the year to come up. Watch what happens. There's going to be some major changes in the news yes next year. Nine minutes ago, the Greg Jarrett. 
the man, the myth, the man, the legend himself, how the FBI colluded with Twitter to help elect Biden takes center stage on Capitol Hill. And that really is the story of what we're watching, isn't it? Is not only did they violate my civil rights and yours and about every other Americans out there, but they hid the truth of the Biden crime family's ties to China. And that is really what's going to continue to come out with this. And it's going to be fun to watch. House Oversight Panel requests the records of Hunter Biden and James Biden. President Trump truthing this uh, nine minutes ago. I have not seen this yet. Uh, President Trump, you can just help me do my whole show today. That'd be great. I didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare. Rough night last night. Come on, CBS News. You can, you can play. Really, you can. Twitter executives testify, uh, let's see, Representative James Comer of Kentucky, he's been doing a great job. Um, they were trying to keep him from the committee, and now we know why. Has, he's a, he's, he knows what the hell's going on. Um, he's the Republican chairman of the House Oversight and Accountability Committee, has made the panel's first request for documents from President Biden's son, Hunter Biden, and his brother, James Biden. This coming to us from CBSNews.com today. Hmm. Over foreign business pursuits, in the letters first obtained by CBS News, Comer informed Hunter and James Biden, as well as their then business manager, that he is seeking documents and communications from the Bidens as part of his committee's probe into any possible involvement by the president in their financial conduct, in particular, in foreign business deals with individuals who were connected to the Chinese Communist Party. Kumar accused them in his letter of receiving significant amounts of money from foreign companies without providing any known legitimate services. Well, well, well. In addition to that probe, Kumar said the committee is considering writing a bill to strengthen federal ethics laws around public officials and their families. So you're telling me that those no laws were broken? <laughs> Because if you have to write a bill to strengthen the laws or ethics laws, then we got a problem. Is that what you're, that's what I hear. Coomer has asked the president's son and brother for any record designated classified. The two may have possessed, may possess, excuse me, plus communications between the president or James Biden and his wife, Sarah Jones Biden, and Hunter Biden over the 11-year period from January 20th, 2009, regarding travel and financial activity. Now the Republicans are in the majority of the House. They have subpoena power. Comer has, given, Comer has given the Bidens until February 22nd to respond before he considers issuing a subpoena for documents and testimony. Speaking to CBS News, Comer did not rule out subpoenas as early as April. April showers. Well, one old vet. How you doing? Thank you. Thank you for the thumbs up. Appreciate you guys. Got got 12 thumbs up over there now today. I'm, I, thank you guys for being here on Rumble. I thank you all for the lurkers and listeners. I know you guys have busy lives. Bold Q's in the house. Z Patriots in the house. Truth is the light. Tracking that one, huh? Ah, it's just another coincidence, bro. It's nothing to see here. But did you catch that whole thing? How that all played out? Pretty interesting, is it not? Is it not? Last week, Hunter Biden's legal team went on the offensive, demanding state and federal investigations into the dissemination of personal material purported to be from his laptop. Oops. <laughs> Whoops. Great article by CBS News today. That's definitely a good one. President Trump on fire on truth today. What else he's got out there? 13 minutes ago, FBI agents detailed the politicization of the, of the agency ahead of the bombshell GOP hearing 
We've talked a lot about that. I don't think I need to cover that one again. Uh, 13 minutes ago, maybe the NBC News Guild is protesting fake news. <laughs> Stop union busting after a thousand plus days without contract. NBC News workers walk out. I'll tell you what, uh, NBC, if you want, um, you know, I could pretty much do a show from here. You can just stream it on your uh, on one of your channels if you want, right around 5 p.m. And uh, we'll take care of... Uh, you know, I'll, t- I'll take care of a two-hour news slot for you if you want. I can do six hours a day if you want. Whatever you need. If you need me to cover all afternoon NBC News, just uh, just let me know. Drop me an email or, or let me know. Um, you can find my information on the website. So if NBC, NBC, anyone at NBC News needs a, needs a scab, I've been a scab before. I can do that again. Wow, the Washington Compost lost 500,000-plus subscribers since I left the rigged election office. <laughs> That was a half hour ago or so. An hour ago, Pomerantz recounts in his book exploring whether prosecutors could argue that Stormy Horseface Daniels' attempts to receive money from her silence was actually extortion. This would have, ironically, made Trump the victim of a crime. Vice.com, based on his book, I am certainly a victim of prosecutorial misconduct. P.S. I never had an affair, not even close, with Horseface. <laughs> Uh, good stuff, Mr. President. So that's, that's the latest, uh, for today. Um, 26 seconds ago, Twitter files, Twitter, Twitter gate, John Solomon putting this out, watch former Twitter executives admit to suppressing the Hunter Biden story. And that is the story that we should all be focusing on for sure. Mr. President. Um, what else do you have? Oh, that's some fast Eddie. Whoops. Uh, 14. So last, last one, 14 minutes ago. Uh, Fast Eddie just truthing this one out uh, from John Solomon. This is how I'm going to, you know, if I didn't have time to prepare, then I'd just uh, live dig with you. I have some stuff for you still, though. In a hearing before the Oversight Committee, Twitter executives admit the suppressed story about Hunter Biden's laptop. So let's see. There's a two-minute video here. Let's check Let's check out this video. Let's see what's in this. Uh, ju- you know, Just the News does a great job. Suppressed a story about Hunter House Republicans, a high profile kickoff into the investigation into the president's son and Twitter. The Hunter Biden laptop story was published on Wednesday. Twitter did not acknowledge her mistake for at least 24 hours. Republicans on the House Oversight Committee making the still unproven case that Twitter temporarily suppressed a story about Hunter Biden's laptop ahead of the 2020 election at the behest of the federal government. America witnessed a coordinated campaign by social media companies, mainstream news, and the intelligence communities to suppress and delegitimize the existence of Hunter Biden's laptop and its contents. But a trio of former Twitter officials testifying, including former Deputy Counsel James Baker, pushed back on that narrative. I'm aware of no unlawful collusion with or direction from any government agency or political campaign on how Twitter should have handled the Hunter Biden laptop situation. The former executives also expressed regret over temporarily suppressing the Hunter Biden story. I believe Twitter erred in this case because we wanted to avoid repeating the mistakes of 2016. The hearing highlighting the catch-22 for social media platforms. After facing criticism for failing to crack down on foreign governments spreading disinformation in 2016, tech companies are back in the hot seat as Republicans accuse them of censorship. Despite the bombastic allegations from Republicans, I think you guys got played by the FBI. Twitter was basically a subsidiary 
of the FBI. The Twitter officials undercut the GOP's claims. I don't recall speaking to the FBI at all about the Hunter Biden matter. While Democrats slammed the premise of Wednesday's hearing. It's just a, an abuse of public resources, an abuse of public time. House Oversight Chair James Coburn making clear this is just the beginning. I can assure you this committee will succeed in holding the Bidens accountable. So much of the evidence of wrongdoing from this family is located in that hard drive that you all led the American people to believe was Russian disinformation. Hello, America. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, you know, <laughs> living in such a jaded world for so long, you know, you, you want to stay optimistic on all this. And I'm going to try to as much as I possibly can. Uh, and I'm going to just keep covering it, man. So uh, it's good stuff from President Trump today. All right. Let me get back to uh, you guys. How you guys doing out there? Um, I got uh, some other good stuff you guys see. Jonathan Turley has an article out today. Um or several really that, uh, that, that I wanted to highlight for you. Just some, just some quick, uh, stuff on that last refuge has a great thread out there today. Um, and the first thing I want to do though, is go to that. So let me get that prepped and then we'll go, uh, general Flynn also with some very interesting comments today, stuff that we need to cover from him. Uh, so lots to get to today. I appreciate you guys being here today. Uh, sorry for the disjointed day today. Um, yeah, <laughs> I got my good days. I got my bad days. Z Patriot talk is cheap. We'll see. Exactly. Chewy's in the house. Not to be negative, but I keep my hopes up on anything. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go there, man. I'm not gonna go straight into black pill. Uh, that's just for, for for what we have seen trans, for, transpire for the last five years. There's just no way, man. All of this has got to be um, something much bigger than meets the eye. Especially watching all the panic in D.C. for sure interdimensional thank you for the 500 i appreciate that thank you for being here today uh boulder q thanks thanks for the heads up and uh hello molly thanks for being here today sorry for the wait for first time chatters uh as you know there's no shortage of trolls out there so if somebody really wants to talk uh to to join the uncensored family on twitch they gotta wait a little bit so but i appreciate you waiting and thank you for being here today Pill Crowd. If you guys haven't checked out Pill.net yet, you should. It's a great platform, and it's um, you know, if you're looking for more uh, expansive content or um, conspiracy analysis, God forbid you'd actually consider you know looking into or talking about different theories and things like that. Now, don't don't do that. Don't question everything that's happening in our world. Just listen to what everybody says. No, I'm kidding, obviously. Um, but if you're looking for something different, check out pill.net and you will find no shortage of great content creators out there. All of the OG Anons, you know, that you that you, everyone told you guys were all crazy, us crazy QAnoners, that's us. We're all over there on pill.net. We're still trying to seek truth. We're still digging through the information that we can find and still trying to present it to everyone out there uh, with the best perspective and the best information that we can. So check it out when you get time. Pill.net, it's an awesome platform. Everyone over there on Rumble, lurkers and listeners, I know you guys are already probably over there on pill.net too as well. But thanks for being here today, guys. It is a um, disjointed Thursday on my part. But hey, we're here. We're getting it done. General Flynn highlighting this today. Check this out. Um, this is very, very important. Listen carefully. Well, I found out yesterday um, that 
a gentleman by the name of Pascal Najati in Switzerland was able to get convinced the Swiss attorney general of the nation to prosecute the Swiss president and the minister of health for abuse of process. There are two other criminal defendants um, that are sealed at this moment in time, but the president himself and the minister of health are under investigation, indictment and prosecution by the Swiss attorney general. It's the first criminal complaint anywhere on the planet that has legs. This is the first time anywhere that anybody's been charged with these crimes. And it happened in Switzerland. I just heard about it yesterday. I'm also working with um, a royal family in Southeast Asia who had one of their family members killed. Um, they are able, by virtue of their lineage and power in that country, to convene their own war crimes tribunal. So we're, we're pursuing that outside of the United States because we can't get anything done inside the United States. The tide has changed. It's really changed. And now you're going to see the flood, floodgates open. These are universal jurisdiction crimes, which means that if Switzerland wanted to prosecute our president, they would not only have the ability to do that and do that in absentia, they would have the ability to sentence and actually carry out that sentence uh, in, in absentia, meaning the extraterritorially. If they were able to find a treaty partner, they could go and grab whoever it is responsible, bring them back to Switzerland for the, the execution, if that's what the sentence was. This is a big deal. This is a huge deal. The first sovereign to do this. So, you feel me, Boulder Q? You feel me, uh, um, Chewy? You know what I'm saying? As jaded as we have become in this world, right? There's there's something much bigger happening. It, it, you, it, you, we can't deny it anymore, right? Five years of all of us going through this stuff, of, of searching for information, and every single crumb that we have ever researched in this whole time is all playing itself out to it, to the world, to the whole, this isn't just about America. The whole world is watching, right? Something bigger's happening. Something bigger's happening. And the only reason why the Brunson case won't be successful and isn't successful is because it's just not based in constitutional law. Anyone that, that studies constitutional law realizes that that case doesn't have any legal standing whatsoever, but this stuff does, <laughs> right? Biggest criminal conspiracy of, of, of our world to include COVID-19, the same cover-up from Barack Obama's treasonous time as president. It's all tied together. We know that because we've been, you know, involved in it all and been dehumanized because of because of trying to tell people about what we see. And part of the story too for sure, deplore Laura, is God is what's happening. The 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 the, the spiritual shift going on in our country and around the world is is real too very very real too we we can we can accept the fact that the history of our nation 
makes it pretty freaking easy to black pill yourself. <laughs> we can both we can both agree that it, it is very, very hard to fight off that nothing's ever gonna change. I get that. But if you just objectively look at where we've come from from five years ago to where we are now, there's no freaking way that we are all being brought down this journey right now in our time and gone through all of the things that we have gone through without something different coming on the other side of all of this. It's changing all around us, Molly. It is. It really, really is. You know, and <clears throat> what the things that, that I have tried to focus on on this show for the past, I, I don't know, really ever, but more, you know, recently several shows on this topic of we, we have all been manipulated by a weaponized government. Every one of us, every single one of us. And when, when we, you know, it, it's easy to say, nah, I, they can't get me. I can I can fight past that. I, I know that they can do it, so therefore I'm not as susceptible to it. Wrong. Wrong. The targeted manipulation by our government has targeted every single one of us, and if anyone is living in a bubble to the point where they don't believe that they can be manipulated by a weaponized government... What you get is the belief that you have a higher conscious of awakening. You see things much more analytical than everybody else. Do you know, do you know why I say that? Because I have also been there. And it's... um. You know, it's part of the reason why we have to make sure that we are extra diligent in how we do our research. It's extra important to understand how, for instance, Telegram is used to generate AI news stories to manipulate people. It, it's very easy for people to scoff off something as important as the dig on Telegram. And to understand that Telegram seriously is a Russian intelligence asset <laughs> that is used to create, to manipulate your realities. It is not just our government that weaponized this type of data collection and manipulation against their citizens. How is it that you think Putin is so popular around the world especially among so many in MAGA so that is just the, the perspective that I'm try, that I try to bring to all of this but we can't have nice things because <laughs> if you dare question anything in this world man forget about it joyful june thank you for the cookie i appreciate that uncensored dave sent me <laughs> mr pete thank you for the can sean Joe, thank you for the cookie who cares news 143 gold pills thank you guys very much i appreciate it today 
Thank you all very much. Bottom of the hour here, and I still got lots to get to. I'm just kind of scrolling through the chats here. Beachside's in the house. Casey Bowser, good to see you. Whole ball as well. Lots of other lurkers out there over there on Rumble as well. Thanks for being here today, guys. Appreciate y'all. It's great to see uh, you guys at Twitch having a great conversation and discussion and being part of the party. <laughs> When you do the research before cells in the internet, easy for them to control everything. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm saying, um, have you, Q, have you done the dig on Telegram? I, it literally is a Russian intelligence asset that creates artificial intelligence news stories. If you don't believe me, <laughs> please do the dig on it. Please do the dig on it. I, you know me, bro. I don't just say shit just for the hell of it. I say it because I've done the dig. So. All right. Um, let's go over to here. Jonathan Turley today with a couple of things that he mentioned during the weaponization committee today. Uh, let's start with the first one from earlier. Free speech for whom? Former Twitter executive makes chilling admission on the nuance standard for use for censorship. Yesterday's hearing of the House Oversight Committee featured three former Twitter executives who are at the center of the growing censorship scandal involving the company. Twitter's former chief legal officer, Vijay J. Gade, former deputy general counsel, James Baker, that's the other baker, and a former head of trust and safety, Yael Roth. However, it was the testimony of only the only witness called by Democrats that proved the most enlightening and chilling. Former Twitter executive Annika Collier-Navarali testified on what she repeatedly called the nuanced standard used by her and her staff on censorship. Towards the end of the hearing, she was asked about that standard by Representative Melanie Ann Stansberry, her answer captured precisely why Twitter's censorship system proved a nightmare for free expression. Stanbury's agreement with her take on censorship only magnified the concerns over the protection of free speech on social media. This is from Jonathan Turley's uh, Substack today, or his website. I lost my spot. Hold on a second here. Um, here it is. Even before Stanberry, Stanberry's question, the, hear, the hearing had troubling moments. Ranking member Jamie Raskin opened up the hearing, insisted that Twitter has not censored enough material and suggesting that it was fueling violence by allowing disinformation to be posted on the platform. Neverly then testified how she felt that there should be have been much more censorship and how she fought with the company to remove more material that she and her staff considered dog whistles and coded messaging. Uh, rent freaking free in your heads. I love it. Get used to it. Representative Stansberry asked what Twitter has done and is doing to combat hate speech on its platform. Navarroli correctly declined to address current policy since she has not been at the company for some time. However, she then said, 
that the balanced free speech against they balanced free speech against safety and explained that they sought a different approach. Quote, instead of asking just free speech versus safety to say free speech for whom and public safety for whom, so whose free expression are we protecting at the expense of whose safety and whose safety are we willing to go to allow to go to the winds so that people can speak freely? Representative Stansbury responded by saying, exactly. <laughs> the statement was reminiscent to the statement of former CEO Parawag Agawal. After taking over as a CEO, Agawal uh, pledged to regulate content as reflective of things that we believe lead to a healthier public discussion. Agarwal said the company would focus less on thinking about free speech because speech is easy on the internet. Most people can speak. Where our role is particularly emphasized is who can be heard. Oh, is that how it works? Navaroli was saying that it's not enough to simply balance free speech against public safety, a standard that most free speech advocates would oppose as ill-defined and fluid, uh, you think? Especially if you say anything against the Nazi left of this country. Instead, Navaroli and her staff would decide free speech for whom and public safety for whom. The suggestion that free speech protections would differ with, with the speakers or who was deemed at risk from the exercise of free speech, it takes a subjective balancing test and makes it even more ambiguous and illusionary. Free speech demands bright lines to avoid the chilling effect of uncertainty for citizens. The Twitter standard described by Navarroli defines definition, let alone understanding, for anyone posting controversial or dissenting views. In the hearing, the Democratic members and witnesses repeatedly returned to the statement of Holmes on shouting fire in a crowded theater. The hearing shows how this statement has been grossly misused as justification for censorship. From statements on the pandemic to climate change, anti-free speech advocates are claiming that opponents are screaming fire and causing panic. Too much truth causes panic? Huh. The line comes from Sheck versus United States. Schenck versus United States. A case that discarded the free speech rights of citizens opposing the draft. Charles Senek and Elizabeth Baer were leading socialists in Philadelphia who opposed the draft in World War I. Flyers were distributed to and that encouraged men to assert your rights to stand up for their right to refuse such conscription as a form of involuntary servitude. Writing for the court, Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes dismissed the free speech interest in the protecting the war in protecting the war and the draft. He then wrote the most regrettable and misunderstood judicial soundbites in history. The character of every act depends on the circumstances in which it is done. The most stringent protection of free speech would not protect a man in falsely shouting fire in a theater and causing panic. Shouting fire, shouting fire in a crowded theater quickly became a mantra for every effort to curtail free speech. Holmes sought to narrow his clear and present danger test in his dissent in Abrams versus United States. He warned that we would we should be eternally vigilant against attempts to check the expression of opinions that we loathe and believe to be fraught with death, 
unless they so imminently threatened immediately immediate interference with the lawful and pressing purposes of the law that an immediate check is required to save the country. Okay. Why can't people just write in English, bro? Holmes reframing of his view would foreshadow the standard in Brandenburg versus Ohio, where the Supreme court ruled that even calling for violence is protected under the first amendment, unless there is a threat of eminent lawless action and is likely to incite or produce such action. However, Navaroli, Stansberry, and others still channeling the standard from Schenck, which is a curious choice for most Democrats in using the standard used against socialist and anti-war protesters. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Navaroli's standard from Twitter makes the Schenck standard look like the model of clarity. Eventually, essentially, she adds that you also have to consider the theater moving movie the audience to decide what speech to allow. What could be treated as crying fire by any given person in any given circumstances would change according to the nuanced judgment. Really well said by Jonathan Trilly. You see his point here. You know, the, the lawfare side of this is what Jonathan Turley is speaking about here very effectively and ripping it apart better than their lawfare freaks can. All right, uh, let's see here. What else, what time is it? About 20 minutes left or so. Thank you all for being here today, I appreciate it. I do not support Putin at all. That is exactly what I'm talking about, about the manipulation of our population by these agencies to make somebody look to be, it's, it's the same as a Hollywood PR move, bro. If you can't look at the way that Putin is portrayed in the public and among our circles, if you can't look at that as a PR move by a genius, uh, Hollywood PR person. That's what I'm trying to, that's why I'm trying to explain to people, man, but people don't get it, bro. Especially burning bright. He's, he's just a, he's a completely misled broke back, broke back MAGA, bro. It's all there is to it, man. And y'all can, can whatever, take it or leave it. I don't give a shit. Last refuge, four minute read. Um, in a 17 tweet thread from, um, about the last night or so, a lot of base Republican people are lost about this hearing. Too few understand the granular differences within DC operations as they pertain to Republicans thread to help clear the fog. This again addresses this blackpilling y'all Roth is having to answer for calling Trump administration Nazis. <laughs> Gentleman yields back. I'll recognize myself now for questioning. The Biden family investigation begins with the story of how big tech, the media, former intelligence agents, and the Bidens themselves suppressed the story of Hunter Biden's laptop weeks before the 2020 election. Today, we're hearing from Twitter executives who buried the New York Post laptop story, claiming it violated the platform's hacked materials policy. In reality, the Twitter executives were hostile towards conservatives and biased towards anyone who opposed their points of view. For example, Mr. Roth, did you write this tweet? 
I regret the language that I used in some of my former tweets, but yes, I did post that. And I'll read the tweet so it's in the record. Yes, that person in the pink hat is clearly a bigger threat to your brand of feminism than actual Nazis in the White House. Mr. Roth, do you think all conservatives are Nazis? Certainly not, sir. What about the hundreds of people who worked in the Trump administration? Certainly not. Did Ms. Gaddy or any other lawyer at Twitter ever tell you to take down that tweet? No, Twitter did not have a practice of restricting employees sharing their personal viewpoints on the service. Oh, so you guys can say whatever the hell you want, but I can't say a damn thing. That's too much truth. Got it. Thanks. Thanks for uh, letting me know that, uh, you know, the, the reason why I've been put into a little corner of the Internet is uh, because I'm just way too effective at truth. Good to know. Appreciate that. The hearing today about Twitter at L was in front of the House Oversight and Government Reform Committee. That is key. The House Oversight Committee is the chafe and countermeasure committee for the GOP. It has a specific task set within the Republican mission. The House Oversight Committee has a mission that is not what you think it is. This committee is not about oversight of government. Prior House Oversight leadership includes Daryl Issa, Jason Chavitz, and Trey Gowdy, etc., the role of the House Oversight Committee under Republican rules is to protect the Washington, D.C. system by providing a false front of accountability. Essentially, controlled release of the pressure valve to keep voters satiated. Republicans use the House Oversight Committee for fundraising. It's not about oversight. It's about using the appearance of holding D.C. accountable to make money from voters. I'm not being cynical. This is the intent of the committee. Politics is a business, and the House Oversight Committee is a subdivision of a larger corporation privately known as the RNC, internally referenced as the GOP. This is just reality, folks, but truth will help many people manage expectations. When the House Oversight Committee holds a hearing, any hearing, you can ignore it, don't even think about it. The insufferable false pretense of it's nothing. Just ignore it. The committee is for fundraising only. If you view the committee through the prism of accountability, you just end up frustrated shouting at the TV wondering why the questioning sucks so bad. It sucks so bad because they are not trying to get to the point or to the bottom of anything. The House Oversight Committee has historically accomplished exactly zero oversight Correction or change the single dynamic of anything ever. Fast and furious, IRS targeting, etc., etc. Nothing. It has accomplished zero accountability and oversight because, regardless of who controls the committee, it's not supposed to deliver accountability and oversight. That's not the purpose of it. Purpose of it. Quit looking at it without seeing it. The non-pretending reality of what the D.C. system will not admit except in private is that the House Oversight Committee exists to, one, protect the D.C. system when someone screws up and something corrupt becomes public, so it needs a bag over it, and two, raise money for the party in control of the chair by pointing out the corruption and the false narrative of accountability. That's it. The HOC protects DC, and the HOC is the primary fundraising source. That's it. That's why the chair of the committee is always a deep party insider that can be trusted to deliver on both priorities, protect DC, and raise money. Look back historically through this prism, and you'll see it. 
The HOC chair is also closest to the speaker. The congressional committees that matter have specific jurisdiction. You will note the HOC has general jurisdiction, which is DC code speak for no specific authorities. That's the tell within the system. So don't get mad when the performance actors on the HOC seem to miss the point, ask the wrong questions, skip to the subject matter, or miss the opportunities. Their role is to act in sound bites and make constructs for fundraising. That's it. Use that prism to review anything and everything from the House Oversight Committee, including the people assigned to it, and you will be light years ahead of your friends, never angered, frustrated, or disappointed, and completely understanding the inside of the DC game. Last Refuge got hammered today from every blue check person you can think of for writing this piece. I, as always present different perspectives of the discussion of the day. Important information through the committees that are being told to the public. Yes, we should highlight every one of them, but we should also manage expectations as always. I appreciate you guys. Beachside, 90% of our problems vanished by ending the unfed and restoring a gold and silver U.S. dollar. Yes, it does, Beachside. Thank you for the $5 coffee. I appreciate you. You're absolutely right. I mean, I, I'm in, I'm enjoying MTG, Lauren Bulbert. There was some fire today from Grassley, some fire today from Jim Jordan. I mean, so yes, look at it through. They are raising money and they're and they're, but they are also, are they not? Elevating the voice of the truth. How long is this crap, Lee? Lee, you write just way too long, but man, your stuff is such good perspective. I'm going to highlight this one out there and get it out to you. But uh, it because I'm running out of time, I guess I could just hang out and just go over, I suppose. I don't know. You guys want to hang out for a little bit? or <sighs> Deplore, love, agreed again. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you, and that's what, uh, again, that's what we're always trying to do, just bring different uh, angles from all of this. Movie with no jag? Um, I hope not. It's just, again, just looking it through the prism of what's happened over the last five years to where we are now, it seems like it's impossible that accountability won't occur. Closing in on the classified cover-up, a major Biden ally is also a top donor to the National Archives. Could private equity billionaire David Rubenstein hold the key to the White House document scandal? You know, Lee Smith is just, you know, again, so many people have just written him off because their their understanding of the events is different than Lee's. And so they just don't even read his perspectives on things anymore. And it's just, a, it's, it's a shame, you know, there's a big part of the truth movement that is, um, you know, getting a lot of uh, coverage right now that just is missing so much, man. But I don't know. 
David Rubenstein, we've done the dig on this before. Um, and so those of you guys who have heard, that are here have heard that name before, so you get it. But um, I'll get that highlighted out there, and we'll send that out uh, far and wide for you guys. Ohio reporter arrested uh, during DeWine briefing on Ohio train derailment. Governor says he did not see the incident. Thank you, Z, for highlighting this one. Um, we've been talking a lot about what's going on over there in East Palestine. And what's interesting is, is they didn't really share the whole video of all this. The video that they did share, they had it muted. Um, and so I, I don't know we want to get to breaking news that just unfolded at the governor's press conference in Ohio after that evacuation order and chemical hazards order had been lifted. There was that dangerous train derailment just last week. Take a look at this. Our correspondent, Evan Lambert, had been in the middle of his report. He actually had to stop his report live on air because the governor had started speaking and they told reporters apparently to be quiet. So we had to, to stop his live report. Well, moments later, he was thrown to the ground by authorities, roughed up. He is handcuffed and arrested. As you're looking at this video now, you can see them speaking to him. But look, there he is. That's our reporter, Evan Lambert. He is on the ground. He is being put into handcuffs. And now they are taking him out. So he was trying to cover this press conference as it was happening. He was covering it from the back of the room. He was speaking quietly. Uh, in the middle of, of rush hour, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine addressed this situation during that press conference. We want to listen to that, but first, let's just watch the rest of this video as it plays out. So obviously, you can see his, his photographer still with him there. And look, he's being put into the back of a law enforcement vehicle there uh, for doing his job, for being a journalist. Again, we saw him put onto the ground, placed into handcuffs, escorted out of the building while he was reporting on a press conference to alert the people of Ohio in this area of East Palestine, Ohio, whether or not they would be allowed to go back into their home. So this was not a secret. This was the, the governor speaking. All right, let's listen to what the governor had to say. You know, it has always been my practice that if I'm doing a press conference, if someone wants to report out there and they want to be talking to the people back on channel, whatever, they have every right to do that. Um, so, you know, that should not, if that someone was stopped from doing that or told they could not do that, that was wrong. Uh, and it was nothing that I authorized uh, and certainly it would be something that I would not want to see happen. This happens, uh, you know, we do this, I do this all the time and, um, yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm certainly very, very sorry uh, that, that that happened. I don't know all the facts, but he or she, whoever was arrested, had every right uh, to be reporting and do what they do every single day. Absolutely. That, that's certainly an amendment right right there. So let's let's we're going to go back to this video uh, before we move on from this. So Evan, again, giving his live report on rush hour just happened in our last hour. The governor came to the podium, was apparently going to start speaking and they asked him to stop. Let's listen to, to what happens here. Yeah, it sounds like that audio. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like that, uh, that audio is just uh, not doing too good there, huh? Hmm. That's a good find, Z. Why? I mean, if you're asked to leave, 
and and that looked like a school gymnasium and you don't leave you're going to get arrested so there's there could be another side of this story i hear he's already out of prison so um i i, I don't know um you know there's there's always multiple sides of the story it, it, to me it, it doesn't seem as much as a press freedom thing than a dude quiet down the governor's speaking right um cover cover what the governor is saying here or if you want to you know keep talking then keep it down and if you don't keep it down you're going to be asked to leave and then if you don't leave you're going to be arrested that's the way that's that's the reality of the world we live in so i don't know man I'm, i i see both sides of the story here let's let it all play out um so who out there watches fishing who out there um who out there uh is in the florida area who has done the dive and the and the the dig into the red tide and to the what's happening to Florida's coastlines and waters because of something very important. That's something that's very important is the collusion of sugar companies with um, leadership in Florida. And it, it never gets talked about because Governor Scott was, was one of the people who helped destroy the Okeechobee water basin and has not done anything to fix the problems there except for to get bought off by Big Sugar. This story really needs to be told because now they have the Army Corps of Engineers beginning in January 20th has started to run off Okeechobee into the East Coast. And so now instead of destroying Gulf waters, they're destroying East Coast waters. It's a very important story that needs to get more attention. I hope you all out there will help tell it. A second Republican council member has been shot to death just about a week after the shooting of Sayreville Councilwoman Eunice Domfor, we talked about last week. Russell Heller, 51, who had been a member of Millfold Borough Council since 2020, was found around 7 a.m. on Wednesday, shot to death in the parking lot of PSE&G in Somerset, where he was employed. Dumfauer, uh, whose murder has not yet been solved, was shot in her SUV about 15 miles away, parked outside of her home. These are not exactly areas for people from knowing to be shot to death, much less having politicians come gunned down. What's happening in New Jersey? It appears that the, uh, that the mafia is um, making their presence felt because... Also, the Democratic mayor and the entire New Jersey Township Council switched parties from Democrat to Republican announced today. The mayor said in in part and reason for the switch is the nastiness, rhetoric, and social media vitriol of the national politics. Huh. New Jersey's East Hanover Township switching party from Democrat to Republican in a move they say is in the best interest of the community. Township has a population of about 11,000 people. Just all very interesting news stories, are they not? Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube suffer outages at the same time in the past 24 hours. Hmm. Trying to uh, hide all those algorithms and connections to governments? Probably. You want to see what a 7.8 magnitude earthquake looks like? 
And we'll wrap the show up here for you today, guys. Thanks for being here today, guys. Much love and God bless you all. Look at this. And with that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. Thanks for being here today, guys. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow, 5 Eastern, 4 Central, for sure. And with that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. Have a great evening. I hope you enjoy your evening. Thanks for spending some time with me today. impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.